Once again, everyone stepped up to help out somebody in Am I Wrong today, someone who is in the process of constructing a love triangle. Right. Uh, so we helped her out, though, I think. And a quick reminder, just because they call up doesn't mean they're interested in what we're having no. to say. No. Also, we jumped around a little bit. Uh, we also had uh, a very interesting game of Fireside Country Poetry. Yeah. Where what? the <laughs> merits of bone and thugs and harmony got brought up. And uh, in the trash flash today, I thought for sure we were going to crack a thousand points. When I heard about the, what was going on, but uh, we didn't. You also got mad at us about talking about crows. Right. It was, we covered a lot of ground today. You'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something, so they reach out to us so that you can pass judgment on them to tell them if they're wrong or not. Uh, that's why Jamie is joining us today. Jamie, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Hey, yeah, I'm calling because I'm in kind of a moral dilemma. Okay. Um. I, I just got out of a long-term relationship fairly recently and my friend's boyfriend, but here's the thing. They've only been dating like a few months, Okay. but basically he recently reached out to me to be like, Hey, I've always had a crush on you. Like when I first kind of joined this friend group, you're in a relationship and now that you're not, I just wanted to let you know. And, and basically he's like, I would be with you if you wanted and, and dropped my friend. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah. But, and the thing is like, we always have kind of had good chemistry, um, when we're out and about and I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm sort of considering it, but I, I don't want to be a bad friend, but I also like if sometimes like, you know, other people just leave you the person you're supposed to meet. And so I don't know. Okay. Does your friend seem happy in their relationship? Like, is she complaining about him a lot or anything? Or um, it... not really. Because I'm trying to say, like, you know, right. if, she, if she's complaining all the time, mm-hmm. then make your move, sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if she's not complaining all the time, is he a catch? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Now, this is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. How good of friends are you with your friend? I mean, we're pretty good friends. We've been friends for a few years now. Okay, but you're not like childhood best, best friends type thing. No. Okay. More mm-hmm. so like, yeah, we've just been friends for a few years. So Now, can I ask a general question? And, and Jamie, you can feel, feel free to weigh in on this. I don't know how I would take this, right? Because, all right, yeah, you like me, but you liked her at some point in time. Was to say that you and I get together and someone better comes along. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're willing to try to go for second base with your foot still on first there... Well, Wood, that's the risk you take with love. If you're going to give your heart fully to someone, you have to be willing to lose it fully (laughs) and have it stomped on repeatedly. So you started that sentence and didn't know where you were going with that one, (laughs) I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) All right, and what do you think would happen? Like, What is your prediction? If you were to say, all right, guy... Let's let us pursue a relationship. Break up with my friend. What do you think your friend would do? Ah, man. I mean, and I wonder too about what it's like if he's leaving her for me. You know, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So you'd hope that it would just be the real thing. But yeah, I don't know. She'd be really upset, honestly. And I think at both of us. So I would hope that eventually, you know, if things work out and they go really well with us, she'll see that we were just like supposed to be together and maybe forgive us, but I think there is potential to lose the friendship. 
Well, you're flat out going to torch the friend group for sure. Yeah. Right? For I a mean, while anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a long time for the yeah. dust to settle. Mm-hmm. Well, is it yeah. worth it? Is it worth yeah. it, do you think, to date this guy? Well, I, I'm not sure. That's why I'm calling. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess, well, I mean, here's a better way to maybe phrase that. Do you think that relationship could be something? Or is this more of a rebound? Hey, I'm back on the scene. Here's somebody who's interested. I kind of like him. What the hell? Let's go for it. Or do you say, all right, I could actually see myself long term with this guy? It feels like it could have long term potential. But I, I am kind of aware that it could be clouded by you know, my recent, my recent breakup and just the excitement of it and being wanted by somebody, you know, so it's hard. It's hard to say. I think think we have long-term potential though. I guess maybe I do feel a little nervous that like, well, this is what am I wrong was built for. It's a text already rolling in. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do, Jamie. We're going to put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls and all the texts that come in while you're on hold. And then we'll come back and we'll give you your judgment. Are you wrong? Oh, go ahead, Wood. A real good text just actually came in. I wanted to ask this before we get started here. Have you ever done anything like this to your friend? Or has your friend ever done anything like this to you or your group? No. Okay. Not at all. Trailblazer. All right. Trendsetter. All right. Because well, you know if it's like one of those friends who does this to everyone else, well, right. love, all's fair in love and war, yeah. whatever, but okay. All right, Jamie. So, yeah, we'll give you your judgment a little bit. Are you wrong for wanting to date the guy that your friend is currently dating because he said that he's interested in you? We'll take some calls. We'll take some texts, and we'll find out. Okay. Thank you. All right. 320-656-9453. That is the phone number to get your calls and texts in here. Let's help Jamie out. Is she wrong? Kelly and Wood. If you had a friend and their boyfriend or girlfriend said that they had a crush on you, would you think it was okay for those two to break up so that you two could date? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, Wood? I think so. That's what Jamie has going on. She just broke up with her boyfriend, and the guy that's dating her friend said, hey, I really wanted to date you, but you were involved with somebody. But now that you're single. Now that you're single, can we maybe make something happen here? Despite being attached to her friend. Right. So we're just taking your calls and your texts at 320-656-9453 and tell her, is she wrong or should she date this guy? What do you think? No. <laughs> you think, yeah, yeah, you're Only, against it 100%. Not even for, well, not even because of the friend aspect, but if someone's dating someone and is willing to leave that person for someone else, what's to say he won't do that to her? That is true. That point has been brought up. That's my thinking on this. So, but, I mean, friendship too, of course, but just because that uh, he would leave this particular person for another particular person doesn't mean that that's a pattern of behavior. Uh, kind of <laughs> yeah, but if he's going to do it with a friend, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't think you're wrong here. <laughs> All right, thank you for the call. We got a lot of texts on this one. Uh, Jenna texted said, "Be careful here. Is this guy even worth losing a good friend over?" Uh, Tracy says, "If she was a good friend, she would tell her friend how he approached her oh, sisters snap. before misters always. That never works. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? Uh, that's a no go zone. No friendship is worth a man for Katrina. There, Tammy says he will do it." If he's going to do it, like we just talked about with that caller, yeah. if he would do it to your friend, he will end up doing it to you. That's not. It's a, this isn't a pattern of behavior. It's just, hey, we're, we're, we got ourselves in a bit of a hodgepodge right, here. Okay, you keep using that word, pattern of behavior. I don't think you understand what it means. I think I do know what it means. That's literally I, a pattern. No, it, one doing it one time is a pattern. I don't think you know what pattern means. Uh, Megan says, what about doing it slowly? If they end up breaking up, then maybe you could do it, but don't be the reason. Uh, Vicky says, if that guy's already thinking about dating someone else, the relationship with your friend 
is pretty much over. He's got to do what he's got to do. Then maybe he can date later on down the line. It would be crappy to lose a friendship over a sleaze ball if he's just going to be bouncing Dang. around. We don't know that he's going to be bouncing around. You know what? I'm starting to defend this guy. I have the g- g- congrats. I'm so far, <laughs> you're kind of alone. I'm just saying, like you know, sometimes you find yourselves in these odd predicaments. It doesn't mean that it's a pattern of behavior. You <laughs> keep doing this. How about this? Uh, I'm going to leave all names out of this, but says I am actually a marriage counselor. Oh, wow. And she said, she already said it. If it feels wrong now, then it always will. It's going to turn into something that uh, underlying the relationship with this person. Wow. That's a, that's interesting. And it's actually kind of a good point that, you know, if you don't feel good about like, if you're kind of hesitant about jumping into this relationship at the start, will that ever go away? Yeah. All right. Well, keep those calls and texts coming, man, because we got to get Jamie a judgment. What do you think? Hi. Hi. Um, I think your caller is wrong. Okay. Um, I think that she has to choose between her friend and the uh, boy. <coughs> but in the end, I think she, uh, I think she's making the wrong choice. Is there any way for her to go about it the right way? Um, I think she would need a boyfriend to uh, break up with her friend first and uh, make sure that that's really not what he wants before you know kind of moving about it but so, even if he did it that way is are you the reason he would break up with her though you know what I mean like you would still kind of be the cog in this wheel of destruction <laughs> I mean I still feel like that's better than just uh, than it just being like oh I'm I'm just swapping players here true right so a little bit a little bit of time between the two might make all the difference in the world. And I think that'll also give the caller some time to kind of figure out if it's really a rebound or if she's really interested. That's a very good point. All We've right. had a few texters bring that up, too. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Have Thank good you morning. so much for the call. Yeah, you bet. All right. Let's keep them coming in. 320-656-9453. Just so Tracy knows who texted it. I'm not necessarily defending him. Yeah. I'm just saying. Who else is on Kelly's friend's side? It's not a <laughs> pattern of behavior. All right, let's keep the calls. Let's keep the text coming because we got to give Jamie her judgment next. Waking up. Waking up. It's Kelly and Wood. Every morning. Kelly and Wood in the morning. Jamie is sitting on hold because she recently broke up with her boyfriend and found out that the guy that's dating one of her friends wants to date her instead and was only dating the friend because she was Jamie was involved in a relationship. Mm. And she wants to know, should, would she be wrong if she pursued this relationship? Uh, we got someone sitting on hold says they know someone who went through this. Hello? So uh, I have friends that had a similar situation. Um, there was a guy who was uh, dating this gal. I'll just call her Kay. And then it came out that he actually never wanted to date her. He was in love with her cousin, but her cousin was dating someone else. So he decided to date Kay in the interim, but he absolutely destroyed her. Oh, dang. And thank God the cousins are still very close, and the one that he was in love with never had interest in him and never dated. But it absolutely devastated Kay. She still has not gotten over it, and it's been like probably four months. But he actually divulged after a few cocktails one night that he was never in love with her and that he was in love with her cousin and only dated her to get closer to her cousin. So this guy, this guy, you know, it sounds like he started dating her friend because she was already involved. Yeah. So, hmm. It wasn't coincidental that they became friends and he was dating her friend and they've outlived the relationship. 
sounds like you started dating her friend maybe to get closer to her because she was involved with somebody. I would definitely avoid it. Okay. I, I'm not on his... I'm not trying to defend him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel sleazy now. Yeah, it just, just sounds like there's a little ulterior motive there, but... I mean, the one thing is, is her friend, they may not have been close friends for years and years, but you can meet somebody and develop a very close relationship, but you got to remember, man, this is going to destroy her because she's just going to feel like this second string hitter who's been, you know, kind of used and abused and then thrown away. So I just wouldn't do it to another gal. All right, we appreciate the call this morning. We got some texts coming in, but pretty good too. And that have gone through some of this stuff. So I'm going to leave names out of this. Okay. This one says, "Look, a long time ago, my friend and my husband each had a crush on each other. This is before we got together, and sure enough, I was invited along as kind of a third wheel type. All of a sudden, we kind of clicked." The oh. good news is we're coming up on 10 years of marriage and four kids. My friend at originally at the start of it was upset, but she even admits now, look, it wouldn't have lasted between us. So it's actually a good story. Well, I say that they're on Jamie's side then. On the flip side, we have a gentleman again, leaving names out of this as I can say from experience, this guy is telling a lot of girls that he's into them and hopefully one of them will get weak and take him up on it. You don't want to be with a guy like that. So he's saying it is a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, a final story, again, leaving all names out of this. People are sharing like something that happened to them and I'm okay with this. Yeah. It says, I was dating a guy whose best friend I am now married to. We broke up. Time between our time. There was a time between us when they broke up that we got together. Honestly, now we're all friends again, and I think that time that we allowed everything to kind of breathe was a big saver there. Man, it's crazy how many people have been through this. I didn't expect to get that many texts and calls. It's pretty wild. I mean, I find this pretty interesting. Well, what do you think? Should we give Jamie her judgment? I think it's about time. All right, Jamie, you heard all the calls. You heard all the texts, and am I wrong today? Your judgment... I think most people think you're wrong for yeah. wanting to date this guy. A few people were on your side mm-hmm. saying like, hey, love is love and all is fair and love and war. But most people are like, hey, this isn't cool. Yeah, I mean, I get that. They're not wrong. But sometimes the heart wants what it wants. So my final argument. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're just going to go through with this. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna talk to him about it, I think, like, and give it a real consideration. Okay. So, like, what answers would you be looking for if you don't mind me asking? Like, you say you want to talk to him. What, what are you going to ask him? Is it going to be like, you know, where are we going? What do you see in this? Or are you just going to pretty much say, "Hey, are you for real?" I think I'm. I'm just like, is this a serious thing for you? And and like, how should I like? How do I know you're not going to do the same thing to me? Leave me eventually? You know, just some clarification on on like how yeah how real the feelings are. Sounds like a job interview. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> we got to make sure we're on the same page, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm not. Hey, that, you just do whatever you want. Despite our judge and jury, and we have the gavel yeah, sound, we're not, not really locking you in. Yeah. And, you know, who. who who knows where this could lead? It's True. just, it's always tough. But as long as you know that, hey, I'm probably about to torch this friendship, but it's, you know, it's worth the risk, then, you know, whatever. Could be a story you tell your grandkids. That's right. That would be the goal if that's, if that's what I end up doing. So. Well, Jamie, we wish you the best in this whole situation, and uh, I'm sure it'll all work out in the end at some point. There may be some rough waters in the meantime, but uh, thank you for being on Am I Wrong today.
Yeah, thank you for having me. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. So this is about 17-year-old Jude Balsam. Well, two years ago, well, three years ago, I guess now, back in 2020, he was noticing that he was experiencing a little bit of memory loss. He was having a really hard time speaking. He was forgetting words. Mm. And they just knew something was wrong with him. So they took Jude into a medical hospital, or they took him to the hospital where he had an MRI done. And his dad said, his dad Jason said it was about the most terrifying thing ever because he was in the MRI forever. And the doctor comes out and says, hey, your son has a growth on his brain. Oh, man. And it was, of course, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it, hydrocephalus. Mm -hmm. I don't, maybe probably not. But anyway, it's a life-threatening condition that they needed to take care of and they needed to address it right away well so he was in the icu and in and out of the hospital for about a year and he said he just had crippling headaches and he said now now that he's 17 they're three years past the surgery it's starting to get better for him well isn't that amazing though it, right mm. that, that 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 could be a happy hour right there in of itself right but jude's dad jason found out that while jason was in the icu that he was eligible for make-a-wish and Jude's dad said, well, I thought that was only for like terminal people who weren't going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And the Make-A-Wish people said, no, it's for people who are just, it's a part of the healing process. It's a very important part of the healing process because, you know, those, those, that positive feeling that they feel really aids in them getting better. Well, Jason, Jude's dad, waited a little while to tell him until he was you know, done with all the painful headaches and everything else. Well, when Jude found this out, he said, you know what? I'm coming out of my disease or I'm coming out of my treatment and my cure I want to give back to people who have it way harder than I do to those kids that maybe won't make it to those kids that are, you know, their life will be altered forever. So he asked make a wish. Hey, I know that you guys donate presents to kids in, in hospitals in the, during the holidays. Is there any way we could do a Christmas in July event for kids that are sick right now? Well, make a wish said, absolutely. So Mike Hall is the guy who is like the local area uh, leader for make a wish for his area and said, we went nuts. We started buying technology gifts. And Jude also said, make sure you get gifts for all ages, you know, not just the super young kids, but the older kids too. And make a wish did exactly that. And they delivered, they went to all kinds of area hospitals and dropped off toys. So that every kid that was in the hospital at that time in the area, in the Michigan area could get themselves something for Christmas in July. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Jude could have been like, hey, I want to go to a you know concert or right. you know, I want to meet this person or a trip to Disneyland or Germany, whatever. But no, he said, I want to just, I, I'm going to be okay. My life is going to be just fine. Let's help these kids out who have it way harder than I do. And think of all the little kids that they had an impact. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Of like you want we we always talk about like doing good things. You never know how far those ripples will the reach. ripple effect. Yeah. I guarantee you what he did will go on further than he even imagines. Yep, 100%. Awesome. awesome. What an amazing human being. And at 17 years old, too. Mm. He could have said, woe is me, but he didn't. He thought of other people first. Love that. That's an amazing story right there. And that's why we do these stories, man. Got to. We got to shine a light in the darkness. And we do it all thanks to Audio Video Extremes. This was Happy Hour. Kelly and Wood. All right, it's now time to play Minute to Win It, where we'll come up with a category. And we got to come up with things in that category within 60 seconds. The last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins what are we doing today wood uh this kind of got brought up when we were out at we fest okay somebody said what about like james bond movies oh gosh but that's way too skinny yeah i, I don't even know that many so i said let's just go with movie villains 
Oh god. Movie villains. Well, I'm out. Come on. I don't I can't I have the hardest time remembering movies I've seen. Okay. All right. Well, but we'll see what we can do. You never know. That's what Minute to Win It is all about. Maybe when I hear you guys mentioning some, some will come to my brain. Okay. All right, Brian Riley, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Without your headphones. Yeah. Hard time thinking something, actually. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Minute to Win It. Movie villains go. The Riddler. Ooh, uh, Vince Vaughn and Rudy. (laughs) You're just going to say Vince Vaughn in general. Lex Lex Luthor. Uh, All right. Uh, Jaws. The Shark. No, that, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man, they, he's just living his best life. He's a no, villain. No, yeah, he was killing. He, he was, was going to kill. eat. He was going he was above and beyond. Uh, Cruella DeVille. Uh, Chet from Weird Science. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my ace in the hole. I should have saved that one. <laughs> Wicked Stepmother. Does she have a name? No, that's that's Wicked Stepmother. Uh, Darth Vader. Golly, that was a good one. Darth Maul. Uh, the the emperor guy <laughs> is bad too. Farquaad from Shrek. How about um? This is so hard. This is harder than I thought. Uh, actually, <laughs> I was actually expecting you guys to fill some of this. Space. Why is this so hard? Uh, who's the villain in Roger Rabbit? Weird guy with glasses. Silver Surfer. Mm. Yes. <laughs> what did you say? Thanos from okay. Avengers. Is Silver Surfer a bad guy? I don't know. Wait, did the timer go off? I don't have yeah. headphones. <laughs> 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 we were still guessing. No. Uh, yeah. was, the Silver, was the Silver Surfer in, in Spider-Man? No, it's like Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, was he a good guy? I think he bounces back. And Can I say it. my hot take that I think Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka is a bad guy? Oh, That's without a doubt. A hot take. Would, I have, would I have said that? Would that have counted? Here's the one that gets uh, arguments started in my house all the time. I think Gaston in Beauty and the Beast is actually a good guy. Gaston. Because not- here, here's this hottie from the village who gets kidnapped by a beast who, by the way, kidnapped her dad yeah. in this tower. I, are we not all knuckling up and going to save and going her? going to get her? And all of a sudden, he's just a bad dude because he's handsome. It's uh-huh. honestly, I well, face go, this a lot. I'll say you go through it all the time. Uh, yeah, handsome people guys. Just, people assume you're a jerk because you're so good looking. Right. It's like I can't turn this body off. Right. What do you want me to do? Want me to do less sit ups? Yeah. <laughs> can't you get this body shreds? <laughs> all right. Well, who won? <laughs> I don't even know the timer was started. I have no idea. <laughs> the wood one. Oh, yeah. Wood uh, one, this one. Okay. Yeah. Another feather in his yeah, cap. Cool. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. That was my best imitation of a raven. Okay. Which, I find ravens to be an amazing creature. They are so much smarter than we give them credit for. They are smart. They have noticed now, as they, as they have observed ravens in the wild, that they notice that when ravens come upon a dead carcass, they will do a different type of sound than they normally do just when they're cawing at you or whatever. Now, they think that why they do this is because they notice that when they start doing this, wolves will start showing up to where the ravens are. They'll see the dead animal. The wolves will tear into the carcass, and then the ravens can get at the meat that's inside the carcass. And they think it's odd that the two will sit there and feast on a carcass side by side. A wolf and a raven, right? Mm -hmm. They also have noticed that ravens seem to protect wolves and warn them when there's coyotes in the area. Because I guess wolves and coyotes don't quite get along. I honestly thought they were the same thing about four seconds ago. Sworn enemies of the animal kingdom. Are ravens and crows the same thing? I don't know. No, I think crows have souls. 
Ravens don't. I think Ravens do too because I think they're actually the smarter of the two. I don't like Ravens. But listen. But aren't so, they the same thing? Why aren't they the same thing? They aren't the same thing? I don't know. Guys, we don't have a lot of time. Oh, okay. I, I said this earlier. We don't have a lot of time. That's why I'm doing a short oh, one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They've also noticed that ravens will warn wolves when there's coyotes in the area because they believe they do this because they know the wolves help them out with the carcasses, so they want the wolves to stay around and keep protect the young pups. So the ravens are looking out for the wolves. The wolves are looking out for the ravens. I think crows are smaller. I think that's the difference. <laughs> oh, the difference. And it kind of freaks me out that ravens eat meat. That's haunting. I think crows do too. I think they're they the same do? bird. Pretty sure they do. They I don't, don't, just, I don't, don't just, like buzzards oh, ate meat. They don't just only eat bird seed. That's gross. How? Either they way. don't have teeth. They got sharp stuff in there. Well, they got the beak. I get that. But you're right. just going to peck little bites? It's a strong beak. Nah. They can penetrate meat. <laughs> Maybe show. you didn't find this one interesting. I had to make it quick for some reason we were running so late today. But I really did because I found it's funny that these members of the animal kingdom are working side by side and ravens are so insanely smart. Now, if you didn't like it, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Maybe you know more about this subject than I do. I'm learning as I go here and I'm not afraid to admit that sometimes... <laughs> We got your trash flash on the way in just a couple of seconds with Kelly and Wood in the morning. But Wood, obviously the big topic has been this stranger that was sleeping in your trailer at WeFest. It's been an ongoing saga at this point. Who then you tried to help him get out of clearly what was a toxic relationship. At least I thought so. Well, someone reached out and said that they had the, they had a stranger wake up in their bed, but it led to a positive experience. Okay. <laughs> so what is the story? Yeah, I thought your guys' story was hilarious, so I was like, oh my god, it made me think of it, so I, I figured I'd send the message, but um, my brother had thrown a party at our house, and I didn't know, and I uh, I came back to the house, and I, you know, stepping over a bunch of passed out people and whatnot, and I, I went and got in my bed, and we have big dogs and stuff, so when I went to pull the sheets, and I couldn't get the cover to come up over me, I gave it a good yank, and next thing you know, there's 19, 20-year-old Kate Bergen chick flops on top of me and she goes, Who are you? I said, Well, I should ask the same, but I'm not going to question this moment at all. And she goes, Well, who are you? I go, Well, this is my bed. And she goes, Well, you're cute. And we ended up banging boots. And the uh, next thing you know, we ended up dating for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, so uh, to find out, like, this chick wasn't really like the big partier type, so she excluded herself and found a quiet bedroom and went in there and went to sleep and I showed up a few hours later and that's how I got myself a girlfriend for a couple of years. I was in it my went, early 20s. I was like 21. It went on for a couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, well, we had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> she, she sounds like a good time. So <laughs> no, she fell into someone else's bed and <laughs> ran out of your life. <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. That's hilarious. It's happening a lot out there. Who Wood. knew? All right, we have the trash flash on the way next. And I've got a young lady who, well, she thought she was ahead of the law and on a boat. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to... North Carolina, my friend. North Kakalaka. Yes, that's where we have a young lady. Now, her name is Taylor Sailor. All right. That's a cool name. Yeah, a cool name. 
But honestly, that last name will play a role a little bit later on here. Now, we'll start off as she put a picture of herself up on social media. Now, was she doing a selfie? No. Was she posing? Well, kind of, sort of. The problem was she was posing atop a sheriff's car. Okay. She was squatting on the hood. Oh, God. And giving the camera the double birds. She then went on social media and tagged said police department. And, well, as you can imagine the caption, I can't read on the radio. Well, this obviously got the attention of officers. And they said, hey, we see her. We're going to have to tell her you're not allowed to take pictures standing atop police cars. Because after all, she dented the hood. Oh, yeah. Flipping the bird. This is already trashy. Well, two days later, that's when Marine Patrol noticed her and said, hey, I think that's her hanging out on this sailboat. They called 911. Sure enough, when authorities arrived, they noticed that the owner of the boat was currently in jail. Well, they quickly placed a call. Okay, can you ask inmate 347963, is anyone supposed to be on his boat? He said, absolutely, no one should be on my boat. I can't wait to get on that boat when I get out of prison. So they approached... Miss Sailor, and said, you're not allowed to be on here. And also, by the way, we need to talk to you about this picture you took. (laughs) Once they started to get into it, well, wouldn't you guess inside the boat? There was drug paraphernalia and some methamphetamine. Yeah. That's when Sailor said, oh, yeah, I have no idea. Just no one hangs out on this boat, so I thought I would. And seemed like a really good place to smoke that meth. As you can imagine, she was arrested and is now facing a stack of charges. Man, mm-hmm. that's a wild scene. Well, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, ah, I can't say this because I know I'm gonna offend people if I say this. Mm. Can I say? Can I be honest? Getting on top of a car? No. Oh, giving the camera the middle finger in a picture is trashy. Okay. I'm, I'm going out on a limb. And I, I see it all the time, so I know there's people listening right now who probably just yesterday gave the camera the middle finger while taking a picture. They're probably flicking off their radio right now. It's trashy. Okay. I'm going to get that 150 points right there. I'm going to give doing it on top of a police car. That's trashy. Another 150 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, okay, so that was the end of that crime, right? Right. Okay. Now, t- squatting on someone's boat who's in prison. Correct. Trashy. But it seems it. 175 points right there. Doing it with methamphetamines and all kinds of drug paraphernalia strewed about. Mm-hmm. Trashy. Yeah. 200 points trashy right there. By the way, why are you in jail if you have a 20 foot or 26 foot sailboat? Insider trading, probably. Could be. Some sort of white collar crime. All right. I'm sure he'll be let out soon. Mm-hmm. All right. We got that. And then uh, she was arrested at 75. Yeah. I'm missing something. I know. I How am. about tagging a picture of you squatting on a police there car? There it is. Giving the bird and tagging a police department on social media. That'll get you 150 on the trash flash right there. Agreed. So, okay, good. People doing crimes and posting them on social media is such a... I, it's mor- like a phenomenon now. It's so moronic. I just don't even get it. I, it's just... Yeesh. But would this one racked up a dang good score. Come on. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Today, our woman flicking off the camera on top of a cop car, putting it on social media, earns herself a whopping 900 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood.
Fireside Country Poetry is when Wood reads us some country music lyrics in a very poetic fashion. Mm. Oh, yes. And Brian Riley and I have to try and figure out what these songs are. Mm-hmm. This game is anxiety-inducing, as they all are. Like, why is every game anxiety-reducing? <laughs> like, you, you play checkers, like, I can't do this. Well, Everything is anxiety for killing right. me. Mm-hmm. Can we just get on with the game, please? What if they do king me? Then I can jump two ways. <laughs> I don't know which way to go. Okay, Are we quite finished? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. we're good. On to Fireside Country Poetry. Now, I've taken some heat in the past for picking songs that are maybe a little too... Obscure? Rare. All right. So I'm going to go with certified bangers on this one, all right? All right. Look forward to that. Now, I need the song title and artist. Now, Kelly Jordan, you will be buzzing in as what animal? Doesn't matter. Sea, land, air. In honor of... (laughs) I can't think of... (laughs) And you wonder why anxiety gets the best of them. <laughs> I don't think so fast on my feet. Uh-huh. How about a cat? Rare. <laughs> <laughs> Rare. All right. Brian, Brian I want to do a different song. <laughs> Too late. How many, what animal will you be, Brian Riley? Uh, a hawk. Ah! Or whatever right. thing cause yeah. like that. Jeez. I'm a cawing animal. Two birds. Two birds. Oh, wait, no, I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Off to a hot star, Kelly. Yeah. Right. Hit me out, bird. Here we go. I will read the song lyrics. You will buzz in when you know the song title and artist. I need both. All right. Down on Ocean Drive, she set my world on fire. On the 4th of July, we wrote our names in the sand. Under the star-soaked sky. Rare! Is it is that uh is that Luke Bryan uh roller coaster? No! Oh man, no, I got a penalty. But it passed away like she did. With the rising tide, she was the one that got away. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah! Yes. Ah. Is it Jake Owen, the one that got away? It is! Yeah. Down on Ocean Drive. When you don't hear the like music part of it. Ah. The anxiety's in. That's I get it. A, that's a great song. Now I'm catching the anxiety that Kelly was talking about. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next one. On to song and poem number two. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's go. Never had a plan, just living for the minute. Oh, Well, <laughs> <laughs> I believe Kelly got in first. There. No, that's nonsense. No, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Yeah. It's a rodeo. I really do think I got my noise out first. Yeah, of course you do, because you got it right. <laughs> Burger and a grape snow cone. <laughs> grape snow cone's elite. All right, here we go. It is one to one. Our All song right. and poem number three. The good news is it always comes down to the tiebreaker. Yeah. I can't wait for that seven-pointer. <laughs> many proceed and many will follow. A young girl's dreams no longer hollow. It takes the shape of a place out west. But what it holds for her? Real? Is that uh, Sugarland? Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, dear. Uh, Need the song see, title. Uh, uh, make our dreams come true. Let me go ahead and stop uh, you. It's wrong. Uh, <laughs> you could have said that sooner. <laughs> you knew it was wrong at Sugarland. But what it holds for her, she hasn't yet guessed. Mm. She needs wide open. Now you're not allowed to listen for five seconds. Yeah, let me listen. She needs wide open spaces. Uh, wow! What animal was that? <laughs> yes. Is it the chicks? Wide open spaces. It is. I'm just waiting until the chorus comes in. That's the only way I'm going to hammer these home. <laughs> uh, I hope this tiebreaker is enough points for me to 
to win. Wouldn't you know what it is? <laughs> oh, oh a two-pointer. Now, here's the thing. Brian Riley all says says that the tiebreaker's always against him, right? It is. It's all like 80s or something. Right. So I'm going 90s hip-hop. This is even worse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he, he literally was on a hip-hop station. I, I was 90s hip-hop. <laughs> like, he is 90s hip-hop. He's what? like gold hoop earring away. This is, this is your stronghold, <laughs> too. All right? Strength v. strength worth two and a half points. Okay. Oh, sweet. Here we go. I need the song title and artist. 90s? 90s. Oh, boy. Here we go. And sipping on 40 ounces. Thuggin' come, come. Going for it. Go. Is it gin and juice soup dog? No. Dang it. it. (laughs) We got the blessed rum from Jumpin' All Nights. We high. Hitting up the block to where? East 99. I don't know what this is. I get with my homie and give me some yayo. Oh. Double up, homie. What you need? We got the weed to get P.O.D.'d. <laughs> what is this? Fiending for the green leaves. Double up for the first. For sure. Better lay low. I think I know it. Because the popo creep. I don't know this. I think I know. Roll slow. I think I know it. Wait, if you can't get away, <laughs> better toss that yayo. Keep your bankroll. Yeah, we having a celebration. I love to stay high. And you better believe when it's time to grind. What, what, is, are you what the hell is this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for mine, crime after crime. Fin to creep to the pad because mom's got grub on the grill. <laughs> if we got the 4-0, you know it's the first of the I, month. Real? Yeah. <laughs> Bone Dogs in Harmony, first of the month. Who can understand a Bone Thugs in Harmony? Oh, me. In oh, general, man. just in general. Yeah. And then you, slow down in sultry poetry for You always know like one lyric of a Bone Thugs in Harmony song, and that's it. Um, I knew the part of the toss that, yay, yo, What's the one where he goes, and I miss my uncle, I miss I don't even know what his uncle's name is. Yeah, that's Crossroads. I just know his uncle's name is something. Charles, Charles. Is it Charles Charles? And what they did with him was wrong. (laughs) Well, hey, I won though, because I got the tiebreaker. All right. Erroneous. Erroneous. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Uh, We learned today that I am just not handy at all. No. And that you have upset your daughter with your clothes purchases. And other Taylor Swift listeners, apparently, according, according to our social media. Yeah. <laughs> They've come for me. They don't play around, man. That's fine. Bring it. You'll hear everything that we're talking about right now in our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. Back on top. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah, also, man. I'm also not in the chat room either yet. I know. Uh, my bad. There's a lot going on over here, man. You know what? After uh, yesterday, I can't poke the finger at anyone. Hey, that's all right. Limping you, in. You played hurt yesterday. And I, I you know, I, can I be honest? Please. Trust tree, always. Yes. I think we had a damn good show yesterday. Oh, we did. Like when we got to the end of it, I was like, I cannot believe when you and I would normally have like a, a rough weekend or we had traveled or whatever and we'd come back and try and do this. Mm. It was just awkward and like we weren't prepared. Right. Now, I think we had a great show yesterday. We've gotten better. Uh, all the time. We've adapted. All day, air day. And like, and here's the thing. You you will never hear me complain about my job. Because, I, like, Amber just texted in. Morning, fellas. Hope you all have a great day. Just leaving work right now, going ooh, home to sleep. Damn, that's got to be rough. And 
What? You're supposed to think, oh, Wood had it so poor because he was out at Wee, Wee Fest right. all weekend? Seeing all kinds of country music, hanging out with listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and the hardest thing he had to do was take a trailer off a truck. Well, for you, though, that's... That's hard. It I, shouldn't be, but it is. You know what? I need to share with you in a minute how unmechanically inclined I am. But mm-hmm. I'm working. Let's, let's get the show going. Oh, I don't have the intro ready. Oh. I was about to say, right away. Oh, right away. Because I, I honest to God, yesterday, I couldn't shake it. I the, could not shake it. The what? The fatigue? Just the complete fog that I was yeah, in. I could tell. There were times I would walk into a room and have no idea why I was there. <laughs> right. I almost needed my six-year-old daughter to guide me. Right. Come on, Papa. Where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> Where are my teeth? I just... <laughs> I felt like I should run for political office yesterday. Uh, I was on. that clueless. Come on, man. We don't get political. It's not a political show. I, not ever. Mm-mm. It's not dirty. It's not political. Mm-mm. You can bring your friends and family here. Bring grandma. Bring the kids. Everybody's welcome. Even pop up. See. Come on. Let's go. Woo! Ah, was that a motivational speech or a It rap? got there, didn't it? Mm. Hey, why can't it be both? Didn't we learn anything from MC Hammer? It was a lot of something. Didn't we learn anything from MC Hammer? A little here, a little there. Anyway, yeah, so being mechanically inclined. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad could fix, build create anything and when i say anything i mean exactly that one time he had a local gym come to him because they saw him welding in the garage and said could you make us a few pull-up bars for our gym oh yeah and he made them he had never made them before he just figured it out made some pull-up bars don't don't you just make a bar I, go ahead do it then you want to talk to smack about my dad it's I'm gonna just, get real in here real fast I'm just saying I, may, he, may he rest in power i've heard of gill's exploits i don't know if a bar is at the top of well, it. The man could do. The man could make a lot of things. Well, he had to build the angle irons and such. <laughs> hey, that's fine. What, you just going to strap a bar to a wall? Good luck in your hands around it. Pretty much. Okay, that's why you don't work out. <laughs> you wouldn't even know how to hang a hang up, uh, pull-up bar. Yeah, that's what's holding me back from working out. Because <laughs> without that, I'd been shredded. I'm just saying, my dad. My dad is also the tape measure king. He's right. got he's got like 500 tape measures in his garage. The guy could fix things, but yes. he he. Like most men who are really good at fixing things, people who can't fix things annoy them. So if we were ever trying to work on a car in his garage or something like that, he would just take over. Because he'd watch us fumbling around with tools and such. He'd be like, I can do that in two seconds. What's taking you four hours to get done? So you wouldn't hold the light? Not even he didn't want the he he didn't even want us to do that. He worked in darkness. What is he, Batman? Plus, it was hard to take in all that cigarette smoke. While you were holding the light. Been there. Yeah, I would get a little woozy from the lack of oxygen. As I was the light guy for my dad, as he'd, you know, be right. just chugging down that camel wide. <laughs> so, <laughs> plus, <laughs> hold the lights down. Plus, wintertime in Minnesota, my dad had a heated garage that he built himself, a three-car garage he built himself. That's what you lead with, not the, not the, <laughs> not the bar. bar. <laughs> not the pull-up bar. I was just, I was impressed that somebody randomly walking by, like, asked my dad to build something, and he just Fair did enough. It. Either way, so it would get really smoky in there in the wintertime, so I didn't want to be out there. Either way, he didn't teach me how to do anything. So, the bluegill, my boat from the 1970s, is out of commission again. Oh. The steering cable broke off the motor. Mm. And the bolt broke, right? This bolt has probably been in that motor since it was created back in 1975. The day it rolled off the old line. Right. Because Johnson built one hell of a product back in the 70s. I cannot get this bolt out to save my life. (laughs) I have tried everything. I I went and bought a torch. 
Uh, sir? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I'm supposed to use a torch on this thing. Again, not a huge tool guy, but I don't think that's the right <laughs> tool. I thought if I heated it up, maybe the metal would expand and I could get the bolt out because I just can't get it out. I went I went and bought a channel locks that's about two feet long so have I you, get some leverage on the thing. Have you just drilled it out? Dude, you can't get at the thing. Okay. It, that's the problem. This is what I'm learning with boats. You you can't get at anything to work on it. Mm-hmm. Everything's just so compact. So yesterday I'm like I'm just I'm sweat pouring down my face. I, I'm worried the boat's going to be out of commission for the rest of the year. We only got three weeks of summer left. Right, it's going to start getting cold here pretty soon. So I'm like, how can I do this? I came up with something that I thought was absolutely genius. I drilled because I can't. The problem is I can't get a good grip on the thing. Okay, so I drilled a hole through it put a metal rod through it and was having when I was hitting it with a hammer to turn it that way so I could break it loose and it was working and I thought this is absolutely genius there you go but then the bolt broke again mm-hmm. and now I can't get anything on it and I think that the boat is just out of commission I think that's it that's a shoddy boat <laughs> I'm guessing that bolt has been in there since the 1970s yeah but I was like what I don't know what I don't know what to do I, I have I just don't know it so I'm like well I'm just gonna with my stupid brain here's what I'm gonna do and then I end up making the problem worse got some super glue <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work my friend. <laughs> that's what everyone says until you super glue it <laughs> so I'm just like oh man I just I hate not knowing how to fix things are not having the right tools for it. And then the reason why I never attempt to fix things, because just like yesterday, I make it worse. I will say this. And my dad gave me a lesson when I was a youngster. There is a tool out there for every job. Yes. And as long as you have the right tool, every job is easy. I thought I did. And in we have gotten to, what, what year is it, 2023? We yeah. put people on the moon, all of this. I guarantee you there is a tool out there for that exact job you're describing, it and it would be. take eight seconds to get done. Well, probably the right tool for me is a phone, so I can call somebody else to come fix my mess-ups. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that also is in the toolbox. You know what I'm saying? But I want to learn. But I, here's the thing. If I spend one more penny on this piece of crap boat, mm-hmm. my wife's going to leave me. Hey, two birds, one stuff. <laughs> then I can finally enjoy the boat. <laughs> Go out on the boat by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this! <laughs> Every time, like when I had to put the new starter on, she's like, "Well, how much was that?" I was like, "It's like ninety bucks." Oh, ninety bucks on the bow, but if I want ninety dollars to go get my hair done, I'm like, "Well, yeah, you, you shouldn't. A haircut shouldn't cost ninety dollars." Yeah. Can I ride your haircut on the open water? <laughs> right. No. Well, then I think we have our answer. Sit down. I'll give you a haircut for free. Yeah. My, where's the bowl? <laughs> yeah. What you want? Highlights. <laughs> Get the sun in out. I'll, yeah. I'll spray you some highlights in there. Look at us. We're solving problems. You remember sun in? No. Sun in, because well, you haven't had hair since the, what, early 90s? Why? Why? Even though you were born in the 80s. Why? <laughs> Why? Honestly, the, the first time I did find out I was bald, I tried to grow a mohawk. And I was like, it was coming in really nice here. Yeah. Really good in the back. But this middle area was just struggling a bit look like a half pipe yeah i have no idea how i got bald but you know what that's fine there's uh, been there's never been a better time in the history of mankind to be bald right and you gotta you know what and you have a certain look i know and i can't imagine you any other way and speaking of this look i don't know who you are but this nicolette law guy 
Oh, who looks just like you? I, me and this guy haven't have a square off. Who's on all the billboards and looks exact? My family is like that. Looks like Mr. Wood. He has. Or he had at WeFest, like a giant tent outside one of the gates. Everyone thought it was you. Everyone was like, what, dude, did you become a lawyer? Do I look like a lawyer? Yes, you do. You look like that lawyer. You look like a very specific lawyer. I look like I need a lawyer. I don't look like a lawyer. I just saw that billboard the other day. I was like, golly, that looks so much like Wood. People text it in all the time. I get asked about it on social media. Honestly, that guy owes me. I'm the handsome one. <laughs> well, he, he's piggybacking off the king here. I don't know, dude. He's a lawyer. That's right. <laughs> Let's do it this morning, man. Feeling better today. You, know? you look better. And I, Lord knows I couldn't have looked worse. Yesterday, I was just in a fog all day long. Well, lack of sleep. And, yeah. You know, just you're not used to those hours. And-, and not being able just to, like, get back to it. Right? The old, as they say, the rubber band doesn't snap back as fast. Trust me, brother. I was about as hungover as a human being could be on Saturday. And I still felt hungover on Sunday. I think my wife was, too. It, it's tough. A little bit, you know? And it, it it really is. And you see all the young kids running around, having the time of their lives, being able to bounce back the next morning, showing yeah. up. Hey, we drinking beer? Right. Hey, no, we're not. Who wants a morning beer? I don't even drink. And I'm like, where, for the love of God, are you getting these things from? You know? Thing, if I have a morning beer, I'm stopping drinking at noon. <laughs> like, that's that's all there is to it. But, so, this, I'm kind of going through this malaise, if you will, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I see a package on my doorstep, and I knew, hot dang, that's going to turn my day around. Right. Because my daughter, love her to death, six years old, little yeah. Murphy. Yep. Apple of my eye, sweetest little kindest human being there is. The franchise. I will openly admit, I feel like I sometimes struggle as a dad to connect with her. I totally get it. I grew up with a brother. I grew up around boys. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to handle a little girl. Right. Now, it doesn't mean I ignore her or anything. I just struggle to connect with a little girl. I've tried Barbies, ends up turning into WWE matches, right? throwing people off Barbie Dreamhouse. I'm trying my best to play with her. She loves Taylor Swift. Yes. Taylor Swift's not my thing. Right. I'm not Kelly Jordan. I don't blast anti-hero driving I, around the block. Anti-hero's my theme song. Me, no. I just, it's never been my thing. Right. But I told her, I was like, you know what, sweetheart? I'm going to get a Taylor Swift shirt for you. And boom, showed up yesterday. Dad, I wear it with pride. I call her down. I'm like, sweet pea, I've got my Taylor shirt. I put it on, and she got mad. Well, if it's the one you're wearing it's right here, now. Right here. It is this bad boy right there. That is, can I say something? That's one of my, you have a lot of really cool t-shirts. Probably the, one of the coolest collections of t-shirts I've ever seen a human have. Yes. That might be my new fa- I'm I telling you. The, that took the place of the Golden Girls one that I loved for so long. Now, to describe this shirt, it has the Taylor Swift autograph across the bottom. Yep. And a picture of Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a funny meme on a t-shirt. Yeah. And I said, here you go, babe. And she just looked, that's not Taylor Swift. That's not funny. I should take a picture of that and send it to my daughter. My daughter's a huge Taylor Swift fan, too. And what she, about Dog the Bounty Hunter? And she don't play. I don't know. <laughs> he probably comes in second. And she just goes, that looks like an old man. I was like, babe, that's Taylor. Yeah. You know, maybe not every day so glamorous in the life of Taylor Swift. <laughs> so my my... Want to connect with my daughter in my own way? 
I don't think landed with her. One step up, two steps back. Yeah. And she kind of got a little sassy, which is rare for her. Yeah. And I said, hey, if you don't like it, there's the door. (laughs) You know, why don't you pack up the $700,000 of Taylor Swift crap I have bought you and hit the bricks. Speaking of. Hitting the bricks? No, the Taylor Swift. My wife told me. She's super excited. She says, hey, Taylor Swift announced more dates. Yep, I know this. And she entered into some sort of lottery. My wife did the same thing. Now, I'm I'm doing four things yesterday. Again, in a daze. Barely trying to stay uh, alive at this point in time. Right. And she's, you know, hammering me with all the facts of this. But one caught my ear. And maybe you don't even know this. Oh, God. This tour, the days that she's added, she's not coming to Minnesota. Oh, no, she's right. My wife was trying to like go see her in L.A. I'm like, hold up, player. That's exactly what happened here. Yeah. She goes, it, yeah, it's in uh, somewhere, Indianapolis, Miami, and I entered in for those. I said, hold on a second. If you win this lottery, right. I'm now paying to send you across the country <laughs> on top of the arm and a leg it's going to cost me to buy these tickets. Well, yeah, I'm going to take Murphy. It's going to be a girl's trip. Did we win the lotto and I was not clued in on this? I know. My wife was like, oh, yeah, I want to go see her in L.A. with Presley. I'm like, cool. I love love that you want to do that. I know. It shows you're one hell of a mother. But uh, as I pull my pockets out to show her, they're just filled with pocket fuzz. Yeah. I'm like, where's that money coming from? I I said, you better win four of those tickets because we're going to auction two of them off (laughs) to get you there. And it was just one of those things that I can't believe I was able to kind of fire the synapses off to catch in time right. because she knew what she was doing. She knew that the king was was wobbly yesterday. Playing, you're playing hurt. And then you know what would happen? She'd win these tickets, do all this. I told you about it already. Yeah. No, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's back when you weren't paying any attention to anything I say. Can I can I ask a question? And maybe, maybe some of the females in the audience listening right now, because you brought up an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Do, do ladies sometimes know that we're not paying attention because we got other stuff going on or whatever? So they'll say that they said things that they didn't actually say because we know that we can't defend ourselves because we're not sure if they said it or not. You understand what I'm saying to you here? Yes. There's only one flaw in this. Yeah. I'm never paying attention. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm never paying attention. But that's what I'm saying. So your wife could be like, I told you about this when in reality she didn't, but she knows that you don't know if she did or not. And so she can just get away with saying, hey, we had this conversation. I'm sure there are times where she has, you know, bent the truth. Skirted it a little me. bit. But I tell her, I said, you know, it's not my fault. I don't listen. Your stories aren't any good. Yeah. You know, I, if you brought a little sex appeal, a little sizzle to your stories, I'd pay attention. We're, we're living parallel lives in different homes. I'll tell my wife that. And she's like, this isn't the radio. I don't have to talk like that. I'm like, well, that's why no one pays attention right. to you. I'm like, listen, Brianna, when you're telling a story, start at the end. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need to know what the weather was like that day. I, I I don't care. Yeah. I said even practice. Give me some teases. Go into the bathroom. Start off a story. Right. I almost made out with a girl. Yeah. I'll tell you more after this. After this break. <laughs> Andrea and what? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> What's gonna happen next? I always told her I'm like I I was like uh, my attention span. She's like it, it was five dollars for the coffee. No, it was five twenty five to get a coffee that morning. So I got a coffee and then I, I'm like, oh my god. What, what, where is this going? That is, but that is a direct correlation of this business, of our lives in this business. Brevity is the key to good conversation. You would think. Meanwhile, we've been talking for eight minutes. 
Well, none of this has been good, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get there. I think this has backed we'll, up our points. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't any good either. I always just wonder that because my wife would be like, we talked about this. And I'm like, how do I not have any recollection of a conversation I had with you? It's not like I'm drinking like I used to, because then I'd always be like, yeah, I was probably drunk and don't remember a thing you said. She was getting rave with everything. Oh, hell yeah. It was the best time of her life. Yeah. But I just wonder, are they ever just making it up that they said something? Eh, maybe. And and you know what? The- Lord knows I'm making up stuff, too. So <laughs> And the world goes round and round. Yeah. Should we do some history, my friend? Come on. Let's go. By the way, texters, the females, I'm not going to put y'all's name on there, because I don't want to release y'all's secrets. Yeah, I've done it. Yes, yes, absolutely. They're all saying that they've done it. Mm-hmm. No problem. I do this all the time. All right. Good. Okay. All right, cool. That's fine. Mm. Now I now I have my answer, because I know sometimes my wife does that. She was talking about going to some like concert on Sunday, and I was like, you never talked about this with me. She's like, yes, I did. I, I, I It led to an argument. Adios. Anyways, mm. Wood, let's come on. We got to focus. We yeah. can't just sit here and complain all morning. Lock it up. Uh, it was on this day in 1899. Milk soured, meat spoiled, and vegetables withered in just a few hours. Little children suffered. The problem of safeguarding food became a question of life and death. The refrigerator was patented on this day by A.T. Marshall back in 1899. I'm going to say this. Yes. It's wild to me how... Those refrigerators and appliances, not to sound like the old man, but of yesteryear, oh, yeah. lasted 20, 30 years, yet I th- swear to you, I am like lucky to get five years out of a stove or a washing machine or a dryer or a fridge nowadays. When we moved my parents out of their house in North Minneapolis, they had lived there forever. There was a fridge in the basement from the 50s that probably would still work to this day. That weighed about 7,000 pounds. Yeah. And then we, I think we just ended up getting rid of it. I don't know what we did with it, but I was like, that thing was still working. And it looked like one you would see in like a 1950s TV show. And that's what I'm saying. Because it was pride. Well, and it's, it didn't have all these like, uh, you know, electronic parts inside of it. Like right now I got a stove that's kind of got like this thing going on and they say, well, it's a microchip issue. Right. No offense. Why do I need a microchip to cook a pizza? You don't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I I get it. It's cool. It looks better. It's flashier with like touch screens and all that. But at the end of the day, yep. if I could just buy one that would last me. Just a knob. 15 years. Just a, no- just a knob to turn the gas on. That's all you need. And honestly, does that, do you really care about that touch screen other than the 15 minutes after you buy it and install it in your house? You're like, no. man, that looks cool. Right. No, then it's over. You're right, Wood. And back in the day, these fridge could... Remember, what was it? Like in the 50s, if they told you a nuke was coming from Russia... Climb up in that bad boy. Get in your fridge. Yeah, we live in the refrigerator now, boys. Yeah, and it's like, well, holy cow. Now, it's four years and... Oh, uh, yeah, you just, this part's like $4,000. You're better, better off buying a new fridge. I'm pretty sure my refrigerator would not protect me from a nuclear blast. Now? No way. It's one hell of a refrigerator, but boy, I don't know. No, you're coming out with a tail now. Yeah. Uh, it was on this day in 1974. I shall leave this office with regret at not completing my term, but with gratitude for the privilege of serving as your president for the past five and a half years. President Nixon announced he was resigning as a result of the Watergate scandal, which if I'm 100% honest, I'm not a, I don't really know what that scandal, I know there was tapes with missing audio. Everything I know about the Watergate scandal is from Forrest Gump. That's literally all I know about. I didn't, even know that the, I didn't even know Watergate was a hotel until Forrest Gump came out. Yeah. 
And then there was, then wasn't there like a whitewater one in the 90s? Yeah. The only thing I think about Nixon, I don't know if he's a good human being, bad human being, whatever, I don't care. Dude had a voice. Oh, yeah. What a distinct voice he had. And that was very presidential sounding. Yeah. Yeah, hey, scumbag, but hey, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> was he? I don't even know. Maybe. I don't, I'm not I don't even sure what Watergate was. Yeah. Uh, it was on this day in 1992. So Metallica was opening up for Guns N' Roses. This is when James Hetfield was injured by those pyrotechnics. Yeah, stood on the wrong spot. Burned up half his body, so they had to end the show early. Guns N' Roses comes out and only performs for 15 minutes. They were upset that they had to go on early. Right. And this was uh, in Montreal, and a riot broke out, mm-hmm. and they just they did millions of dollars worth of damage because the fans were like, hold up, and now we get nothing? Yeah, like Guns N' Roses could have settled things down and been like, all right, hey, we're going to put on a killer show here and do it, and instead... Ins- now, I was at a big show in Atlanta years and years and years ago. Metallica was the headliner. James Hetfield got hurt the night or the day before. He's a clumsy dude. Water skiing. He was out on Lake Lanier and hurt his back and couldn't perform. So everyone else performs. And here comes the three other people from Metallica, the three other band members, right? And they get up there and they say, hey, look, we'd love to perform, but James isn't here. We can't perform. Right. Let me tell you, that crowd all of a sudden got real antsy. But the cool thing that stepped up was all the other bands started playing with Metallica. Yeah. And honest to God, I've said this before. That was the coolest concert I've ever been to. Kid Rock played with Metallica, like System of a Down. That'd be neat. All these other people came out and played with Metallica, and it was just like a... And they were all sitting like on the sides of the stage. Everyone's there. It was like a gigantic jam session. That's fun. And it was cool. But Axl Rose at the time was a lunatic. Right. And really like incited that riot. And I'm telling you, they did some massive damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad news. Ego is a crazy thing, man. Uh, all right, let's do some birthdays real quick. Spe- all right. Speaking of rockers. I don't care what you want to say and how tough you are. You were banging this song back in 1999-2000. You're going to disagree with you. Ah, uh, no, I don't I won't believe it. You want to know what I most remember about Creed? Is they played like the halftime of the Thanksgiving for like the Cowboys, like right around this era. Yeah. And I was sitting next to my dad. My dad didn't say a word, just watched the entire thing, just goes, that sucks. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you're wrong, dad. <laughs> I liked Creed. Of course I liked Creed. I like Nickelback too. Man of few words. Man, if Creed and Nickelback could go on tour together. I think Nickelback was just in town last night. They were they were in Minneapolis at the XL, I think. Yeah, Brian Riley wanted to go and was bummed. Creed Nickelback, come come around town, man. I'll, I'll be in front row center singing every word. <laughs> Trust me. <it> won't <laughs> be. Why did every singer sound like that in like the late 90s, early 2000s? It was a thing, yeah. All right, well, how old is old Scott Staff this morning? 54. Oh, man, you're a little bit high on that one right here. <clears throat> He's only 50. Oh, okay. You gave him a few extra years Not there. Good for him. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. Definitely know this car. It's 1949 Buick Roadmaster, straight eight, Fireball eight. Only 8,095 production models. Dad lets me drive slow on the driveway, but not on Monday. Definitely not on Monday. Dustin Hoffman, it's his birthday today. Oh, wow. I have no idea. Um, I didn't know he was, I knew he was old, but I didn't know he was this old. I didn't even know what clip that was. That's from Rain Man. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know what else to grab, to be 100%. 75. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Mm. Dustin Hoffman is 86. 
Really? Yeah, that dude is way old. He's dang near 90 years old. Good for him. I never would have thought that. That's easy living, brother. I actually thought I was a little high on 75. Easy living. All right, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we'd like to wish you a happy birthday as well.